Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It is June 27th, 2023. We have a 15 game. Yes, everybody in baseball is playing 15 games. Massive slate. A lot to talk about. Going to be a long one. I, I typed in chat. I hope everyone has their coffee ready. And was quickly, quickly corrected to i hope everyone has their beer ready so if you're listening live maybe you are drinking a a cold one um if not i hope you have your coffee and you're enjoying your tuesday morning joined today by my buddy keith eiser keith big one um there's no other way to describe this slate it's massive there's pitching there's hitting there's everything and then some how are you doing my friend Doing well. Yeah. Big old slate. Everything you could possibly imagine. We have Coors, we have Aces, other good offenses in great spots. So we're going to have to make some decisions. There's there's a lot to shift sift, sift through. Um, we'll, we'll break it down as quickly as, as we can. But like you said, a lot to get through. Yeah, going to be sweating some baseball from Monday night because that Baltimore Cincinnati game just getting rolling back up here after the weather delay um I know I have a lot of Dylan C's and Reed Detmers so going to be watching that kind of closely faded Luis Castillo and he's off to kind of a slow start so that doesn't hurt my feelings um I know Verlander had a pretty decent game Strider 34 we talked about him really needing to get over that 30 mark um 10 strikeout game against minnesota looked fantastic and um yeah i mean see how it all plays out hope everyone's having a fantastic monday night over there in youtube chat what's up youtube chat we're gonna jump right in we got a lot to talk about a lot to talk about so 
we get started with that Cincinnati Baltimore game. It has an eight and a half total. The Orioles are a 140 favorite, Abbott and Wells. Um, I'm not even worried about weather. I'm not going to touch on weather. I will let Kevin Roth touch on weather. Um, if you asked me last night if this game would have played, I probably would have told you you're crazy. It's playing. Um, and that's why Kevin Roth is Kevin Roth, and I am just here so I don't get fined. All right, <laughs> let's go Andrew Abbott against Baltimore. He's actually looked really solid here, four straight starts. Um, any interest going up against Baltimore here? He's been really good this season. He's getting a little bit lucky. His his BABIP is extremely low. He's been above average with the strikeouts, a little bit above average with walk with the walk rate as well. Baltimore is a really tough matchup. Um, I don't think I'm doing it at 8,600 on this slate in a tough matchup against Baltimore, but he's, he's been impressive. Um, like I said, there's a lot of decisions to make on this slate. I don't think you're crazy if you want to play Abbott, but I don't think he will be in my lineups. I don't think you're crazy. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind here is Cincinnati and Baltimore are going to use a lot of bullpen on this Monday night game because of that rain delay. Both starting pitchers are going to be out of that game. He could have that like hundred pitch leash, which we've already saw his first two starts instead of like that 90 pitch leash um, if he's pitching well. So I think this might be one of like the spots where maybe you chase a little ceiling here because he, he does have a really decent strikeout rate. Um, they are going to have a couple lefties in this lineup, which is, which is kind of big, but yeah, I'm, I'm not like in love with Abbott. I just think like, if you wanted to chase some ceiling, I don't mind it. Um, I think that you could definitely do that. Wish he was a little bit cheaper. You know, if he was in that 7,100 range, like he was against Houston, Probably a little bit more interested here. It's a big slate. A lot to talk about. Tyler Wells, other side of this game. Tyler Wells has not been a bad pitcher this season. Um, he's a guy that has actually looked pretty good here recently. Strikeout rates up a few percent. Um, what are your thoughts here on Tyler Wells? Very similar to Abbott on the other side. I, I think he's a good pitcher. I don't think you're crazy if you want to take shots here in tournaments, but we're going to have che- – Cheaper pitching that has upside. We have the the studs on the slate as well. So both of these guys just kind of sit in a range that I just I don't see myself going to very often. This Cincinnati team can hit now. Um, ever since they've been calling up prospects, they're they're legitimate. Um, I I'm believing what Wells is doing. I think he is he's putting himself into that above average starting pitcher conversation. Uh, strikeout rate's been above average, up at twenty six percent. Walks are way down at five five and a half percent. So he's having a great year. I just don't think it's the slate or the matchup. Yeah, I, it's a tough matchup. Um, I, I think again, like I think you could take if you're playing one hundred and fifty teams on this massive fifteen game slate. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to do that. I think you could take a shot on either one of these pitchers because I do think there's upside with both of these guys, especially same thing for Baltimore, right? That we were just talking about hundred pitch leash, 90 pitch leash. I think if he's pitching well, both pitchers, if they're pitching well, there's going to be so many arms used um, in the Monday night game that if he's pitching well, maybe this is a spot he gets an extra few pitches and, you know, eats up an extra inning. So ceiling wise, I think both of these guys are playable. Batters for Cincinnati, um, man, Wells, he he really kind of struggles with power. 
so I mean, I would be targeting power a little bit more right-handed power than anything else. Um, maybe a Matt McClain, Elliot Cruz obviously has been fantastic against right-handed pitching since getting called up way better from the left side of the plate. I'm not going out of my way to stack Cincinnati today. Um, what are your thoughts on the Reds bets? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really stacking them. I don't think, but certainly don't mind trying to find a home run off of Wells. Um, De La Cruz can get there in so many different ways with his speed and power. He is always in play, um, especially hitting from his strong side like he will be today. Uh, I like McLean and Steer and India kind of as the guy I'm looking for a one-off home run from possibly. I like that uh, McLean and India both fill second base. McLean eligible at short as well, where Steer's more first base outfield. Um, so I, th- I think I lean to McLean and India, but those are the two I'd be looking to use as one-offs. Um, probably not a stack for me, though. I, I Like I said, I, I respect what Tyler Wells is doing. Baltimore side of this game, I kind of feel the same way about Abbott. Like he, like you mentioned, he's got a little lucky as far as like Babip has gone. But honestly, you look at like the advanced stats for like Woba and ex-Woba and stuff. Uh, he's been pretty good. Fly ball pitcher. A lot of hard contact against righties. I mean, if you want to play like a Hayes, um, I, I think he is – Someone that's very playable in this spot. Um, I mean, I want right-handed power bats. Jordan Westberg got called up on Monday. He's still 2K. I think he'll be popular in this spot. He should. He's actually smoking the baseball um, in AAA this year. So getting him at 2K, he was popular on Monday night slate. And I, and I expect it to kind of be the same here. You know, he was 35% to 45%, depending on the contest you were playing. So completely understand why he's popular. Um, another good spot for him. Yeah. I, I have more interest in the Baltimore stack than I do the Cincinnati stack. I think Abbott's a good pitcher too. I just, I like the way Baltimore sets up against lefties. And I especially love that little three man that you touched on a little bit, Santander Hayes, and then save some money with Westberg Westberg. It's, a very nice little three man. It's not too expensive. Hayes is still only 3,500. Santander is 4,200. And both of them have been absolutely a lead against lefties. I'll build out and make a couple full stacks of them as well. You can always play, play Rutschman if you want to pay up at catcher. Mullins has been fine lefty lefty this season. Um, Urias is a guy that they, they platoon. He is still cheap. Um, McKenna occasionally gets the spot start in the outfield. Hicks is still really cheap. Like there, there are other cheap pieces. Um, I can see a five man stack here. I'm with you. I like the Baltimore side of this game more. Um, yeah. still not like a game that I think like, I respect both pitchers talents in this game. It's not a game that like on a 15 game slate, I'm like, I got to stack this game. It's just not right. one of those games for me. Agree. All right, Padres, Pirates, eight and a half total. Padres, a one eighty favorite. We got Darvish against Hill. You know, Darvish has been someone that has been really good or really bad um, yeah. this season. Fantastic matchup against Pittsburgh. Ah, man, I I'm on the fence here. You know, Pittsburgh bottom five offense against right-handed pitching this season. Darvish, when he's on, he can put up thirty plus fantasy points. I think it comes down to ownership, but I mean, price-wise, it seems like a really fair price tag for Darvish in this matchup. Yeah, it, this matchup, this ballpark, it, it all sets up re- really well for Darvish. He's a little too cheap for this spot. I completely agree with you. Very similar to the Verlander play from Monday night. 
a pitcher who has struggled a little bit. He's getting up there in age. Maybe he's falling off, but every once in a while, he's still going to flash massive upside. Um, he doesn't have that elite strikeout any rate any longer. He's down around 25.5%. Um, but this is a good matchup. The price tag is completely fine. I'll, I want to see ownership numbers on him. If he's if he's super popular, I would be open to fading him and even taking a couple of bats against him. Uh, but as of right now, with, without ownership in front of us, I'm, I'm interested for sure. Yeah, I mean, a little bit more hard contact this year overall, still generating a good amount of ground balls. Um, still not like – he'll give up a home run or two, but still not a guy that's like typically getting blown up um, – outside of his last like five starts, like his last five starts have been so shaky. Um, we had one really good start against the Cubs, but outside of that, maybe this is the spot, right? Maybe this is the spot. He can kind of go out and have a really good start. Um, some tough offenses. I mean, he pitched in cores, face Tampa, face the giants who very left-handed heavy Darvish is definitely going to benefit from right-handed hitters. So I like Darvish. I like his price. I'm just worried about the ownership. Uh, Rich Hill. I mean, gosh, this guy, He's like the most tilting pitcher in baseball. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it against a top five team in baseball against left-handed pitching. Should I be? I, I don't think I'm doing it. Um, it's a 15-game slate. If Rich Hill goes out and puts up 25, I get it. But I think he lives in that like 5 to 15 range tonight. Yeah, it's it's a tough matchup here against San Diego. And we have pitchers down in this range that I, I know we want to target. Um, there's enough pitching on this slate where I don't think even though the cheap guys are going to be all that popular. Um, so I, I, maybe we need a pivot in this range. I still don't think Rich Hill's the guy though. 15 game slate, 15 game yeah. slate. So, um, bats for San Diego, they're expensive. Um, it, it's a stack or fade spot for me. You know, it's, it's kind of like a neutral ballpark shift going from San Diego to Pittsburgh, but, um, it would be a stack or fade, and I don't think I get to them on a 15-game slate. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I don't mind chasing home runs, but like you said, they're expensive, um, so it's it's tough to do. If you think Nelly Cruz has anything left, he's 2,900. Um, but right-handed power in Pittsburgh is it, – it's a bad park for right-handed power. So, like that, you're going to want a right-hander more than likely against Hill. Um I don't see any any one-offs I'm in love with. You can certainly play Tatis, Machado, uh, Bogarts, but they're expensive, and and we're going to need as much money as we can find on the slate. Yeah, maybe Nelly Cruz on, like, a FanDuel where I don't have to play him at first base and, like, lock up my first base spot. Um, but not, not loving San Diego. And even on the Pittsburgh side of things, like, I think Swazinski at 3,300, you're getting some power upside. Um, I don't hate, you know, taking a, a shot on him at that price point, but outside of him, I mean, there's nothing really like I have to play this guy, you know, Marcano is 2,100, but he's kind of slowed down after a hot start. Um, I just, I think this is a spot, maybe Swazinski power upside would be the only thing that I have interest in Darvish. Yep. Exact same name I had had for the spot, um, power bat left-handed against Darvish left-handed power plays better. He's cheap. You can use him as a one-off. That's about all I'm interested in. We're moving on. It's 15 games. We're not wasting any time. San Francisco at Toronto. No total in this game. It sounds like Gaussman is pitching. We know that. It, it sounds like Walker is going to open and Alex Wood is going to long relief for San Francisco. It's a 15-game slate. We're not messing with an opener situation on a 15-game slate, right? 
Yeah, no chance. I mean, Wood's really cheap, but he's got a matchup here against Toronto. He's not going to go more than 80 pitches. No thanks on Wood. Gaussman, um, 11K, one of the highest priced pitchers on the slate. What are we doing with Gaussman here going up against this Giants team? I mean, there's a lot of strikeout upside on this Giants team. Gaussman has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. I know he slowed down a little bit here. Um, just six Ks his last time out, only four the two times before that. Um, so, like, it, before these last three starts, I mean, he was literally the best pitcher in baseball. Now he's just kind of in the conversation. I still believe in the talent. The splitter is absolutely nasty. San Francisco strikes out plenty. They're making us pay for it. There's other upside pitchers on this slate, but I, I think I have Gaussman right at the top for me. He's the best pitcher on the slate. Yeah, he's up towards the top for me. Um, I think it's going to come down to him. Gosh, like you look at the matchups, man. Like if Kershaw was at home, he would be my favorite pitcher on the slate. The fact that he's yeah. pitching in cores makes it a little bit tougher. Um, because I mean, I would love him in this spot against Colorado at his price point. So I think it's tough. I don't know if I would him or Otani. Like Otani is fine, finally looked fantastic last time out against the Dodgers. He gets a White Sox team that I love picking on just in general, especially, I mean with a strikeout guy like Otani. So I think I would prefer Otani like as my number one, but like, who's not to say like one, a one B right. Right. Um, I, I think they're both up there. Ryan has a tough matchup against Atlanta Valdez. He is a guy that we're definitely going to talk about that can go out and have a good start. Um, but overall I'm with you on Gaussman. I think he's in a, he's a guy that has plenty of upside in this spot. The Giants are going to go very left-handed heavy against him in this spot. Um, and, I mean, they do have some power from the side, left side of the plate. They're, they're, they've are they been hitting the ball really well just in general. So I can understand why you potentially go underweight on Gaussman here. But, yeah, I mean, overall, uh, I think this is a good spot to take some tournament shots on him. Um, cash games, I'd probably go with Tawny if I'm going to pay up for one of these two guys. San Francisco bats. Um, I mean, Jock Peterson's expensive. He would be the like power one-off that I'd be looking at. I don't mind maybe a Conforto. They are getting a ballpark upgrade going into Toronto. Um, so that's always nice. If you want to do like a little mini three-man stack, if Gaussin's going to be really chalky, I don't hate it. But overall, I mean, I would probably target Jock for a home run or Conforto as a cheaper lefty bet. Yeah, I mean, it's strictly one-offs, and it's going to be very rare that I do that. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to play a ton of Gaussman. I don't think that I really need to try to pick on him. When there's so many options on the slate, um, agree it's Jock, but he's he's expensive. Conforto are about the only two I'd have interested in. Won't do it very much. Otani with a bomb. 26 home runs on the he season. You heard us talking about him. This guy, man, he's <laughs> just he's incredible. Yep. Toronto Bats, um, any interest in the Toronto Bats here? They're expensive also. Um, they're not my favorite stack by any means. Um, if they were a little cheaper, I wouldn't mind the spot for them. Of course, we have the opener situation, but I think we're going to get a pretty decent bulk, like three, four innings at least out of Alex Wood. So that's the pitcher I would be targeting. Um, like Bo Bichette would be my favorite play. Vlad is certainly right there. Springer's expensive, but you can always play him. Um, I don't, it's the pricing for me. It's really tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm one-offing them. I'll, I'll just, I, I'll stack them because of their upside and just hope that they're the top, top scoring team on the slate, but that's about it. 
All right. Um, they're expensive. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got Miami at Boston. Nine and a half total in this game. Pick'em game. Alcantara, Whitlock facing off against each other. Any interest here in Sandy Alcantara? The price is coming down, but I just I still don't think I can justify it, especially not against Boston. They're just a team that I, I hate using DFS pitchers against. They don't strike out very much. Alcantara has not struck out anyone this season. Um, this is a pitcher we were paying over 9K for last year, but he has not been the same guy. Strikeouts are below 20%. He's not going as deep into games. I I don't know that I'm using Alcantara even at 7,900. Yeah, I mean, his strikeout stuff is all over the place. Um, he, he definitely has massive home road splits throughout his career. He just hasn't been great this year. Um, I don't want to target him against a low strikeout Boston team, but I kind of like Whitlock. I mean, I've been talking about this guy his last few starts. He's had some good like matchups here his last couple starts, and honestly, he hasn't been pitching bad. Miami's not a good offense by any means. Um, tell me why I shouldn't have shot like take some shots here on Whitlock. I, I don't think um, it's crazy at all. Uh, the only I think there are two pitchers in this range who I like slightly better, but Whitlock is in play. I, I will have some exposure here. Um, it's the matchup. It's a great matchup here against Miami. They, there's just not a lot of power to be afraid of. If this if this game were in Miami, I would have a ton of interest in in Whitlock. Being in Fenway does dock him slightly, um, but yeah, there's just there's no power to speak of on this Miami side. They strike out plenty. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested too. Like I said, there's two other guys in this range that I think I prefer, but Whitlock is in play. There's other guys in this range that I like as well, um, for what it's worth. I just I feel like this is a spot that, man, maybe he just goes a little overlooked because it's – I mean, it's a 15-game slate. It's a 15-game slate. You don't have to really, like, focus in on ownership on a 15-game slate. Yeah, so, he's going to be under 10% for sure. Yeah. He's a guy that, like, on – so if I do, like, a 3-inch max, like I typically do, I'll probably have him on one of three. Um, I, I think the matchup is good enough. Miami's not a team. It's going to go out and crush you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard hard time not having interest in Whitlock in this spot. Jazz being back helps the Miami offense a little bit. Not enough for me to, to fade Whitlock in this matchup. Miami Bats, I mean, Jazz, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> yeah, Jazz and Solaire would be the two I'm looking at, but they're they're both priced appropriately at 5K. It's a home run park. I don't mind looking for a home run. Uh, I would. I wish the pricing was a little bit better. Jesus Sanchez maybe 3100. Probably not a stack for me though. I'm just looking for a home run here. Solaire has 21 home runs on the season, and he plays half of his games in Miami. It's crazy. Yeah, impressive. Boston side of this game. I mean, obviously, I think you can always take shots on Devers. Yoshida, 5,100. He doesn't give you a lot of home run upside. He'll hit a home run from time to time. I mean, I don't love Boston in this spot. I don't hate it. It'd probably be like a 4-4 type of stack if I was going to get interest in Boston here just because I don't think they have a lot of great value options. Um, maybe if Duran hits leadoff, if Verdugo stays out. But um, everything I've read is, you know, Verdugo. Verdugo is supposed to be back for this game. That gives me a little more interest in the stack. If if we get Verdugo and Duran in there, um, I don't know how often they do that, but Cassis is cheap. 
you pair the pair those guys with Devers and Yoshida, slight interest. I still don't think Alcantara's like he's certainly not a bad pitcher. It's just been a rough year for him. Um, he still still has plenty of ground ball ability. I might have one Boston stack in my twenty entry or something like that. Um, not not a team I love, but the ballpark, the struggles of Alcantara, I can see it. Milwaukee at New York facing the Mets. It's a nine total in this one. Mets a one forty favorite. Peterson and Julio Tehran. Uh, let's start with Julio Tehran at seventy four hundred. Found um, found a youth man. He's been pitching pretty decent. Um, I mean, if you want to call it that, he's he's gotten really lucky um, too. So, what are your thoughts here on Julio Tehran? Julio Tehran is Chase Anderson 2.0, and we saw that <laughs> finally all come absolutely crashing down uh, his last time out. So that type of start is coming for Tehran here. Uh, 211 Babbitt, his XFIP is up at 475. His ERA is at 153. Like there's some massive regression coming here. Uh, no chance I'm playing him against the Mets. <laughs> Too many good pitchers on the slate to, for me to have interest in Julio Tehran. Um, I mean, his advanced numbers really just say, like, there's a game that's coming that this guy's just going to get absolutely shelled. Yeah. I'm guessing Peterson um, is someone that you had on your list in this, like, cheaper range that you like today? He's not. Um, okay. Like, the Milwaukee is awful against lefties. But Peterson just hasn't shown the same type of upside that he did last year. Um, I played him a little bit last season. He just hasn't put anything together this season. He is fully stretched out. He's been starting in the minors and, and getting the call back to the majors finally. I think it's a good spot, but he is not one of the two guys that, that are on my list. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even pitching great in the minors uh, for what right. it's worth. But honestly this is just a matchup thing for me. Um, I will play just about any left-handed pitcher against the, the brew crew. This game's in city field, which I think is always super helpful for pitching. I mean, yeah, he's fully stretched out. Like you mentioned, um, dude, he just had like, if you look at like the stretch that he had to go on, like Washington, Atlanta, the Dodgers, San Diego, like he had a, a, a stretch of tough matchups, but, um, just certainly someone I'm looking at in tournaments. Do I need him? I don't know yet. Um, Milwaukee bats. Um, if you're not on the Peterson train and you're going to think that he continues to struggle, I think you have to look at Contreras, Adamas. Um, I think those would be my two favorites. Owen Miller has been solid against left-handed pitching this season. Anderson's 3,200, like definitely in, in consideration for like a cheaper stack here. Um, probably more of a secondary stack because of the ballpark, but if Peterson struggles, this is a spot he could um, – you could have a big big number here. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Because of the ballpark, it's going to be more of a secondary stack for me. There are absolutely pieces that I want to play here. Uh, Contreras as a catcher that smashes left-handed pitching, love that. Uh, Miller can play se- can fill a second-base position, certainly like him. Um, Weimer's a guy with power who I've played a little bit. He's still only 2,600. Um, but, yeah, like you said, just a secondary stack here. Uh, if it was in Milwaukee, I would have a lot of interest in the full stack. But being in City Field, probably just a secondary for me. Um, any interest in the Mets bets? I want to so bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played a lot of them on Monday night. Did not work out well. They're they're struggling bad right now. But I I think I'm going right back to it. Um, just too tempting to try to find that game where where Tehran blows up. Um. 
Pete Alonzo was really low on Monday night. I expect that to be the case again here. Lindor's been hitting for some, for more power. Marte got on base and stole on, on Monday as well. It's been a rough season for him, but he's 3,700. He still brings that speed element. Alvarez as a catcher. Um, McNeil, as a, like I'd only play him in a stack because he's not going to hit you a home run, but he can get on base and score a couple of runs in a stack. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple full Mets stacks. All right. Minnesota at Atlanta is where we go next. We have Elder facing off against Ryan, nine and a half total. The Braves are 150 favorite. Joe Ryan, we know the talent is there um, coming off of just a, an absolute stellar um, against my Red Sox. What are your thoughts here on Joe Ryan going up against Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, I did not have any of Joe Ryan. I I just said earlier on this show that I don't like playing pitchers against Boston. Uh, I didn't play him much on, in that spot, and he went out there and shoved. Another spot that I don't really like him, uh, Atlanta is just one of the best offenses in baseball. He's 10-8. We're not getting a discount at all here, so it's it's really tough. It's in Atlanta. The weather's getting hotter. I, there's too much risk for me to want to pay almost 11000 salary for this guy. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, I mean, he is he is the type of pitcher that you take against this team, right? They're they're pretty right-handed heavy. He has a 32.5% K rate against righties. Um, he doesn't walk people. He's the strikeout guy you attack this team with. So if he's going to be less than 10% owned, I mean, he's one of a handful of guys that can put up 35-plus points on, a, on this slate. So... In that aspect, I think maybe in large field tournaments, um, if you're playing a very top heavy large field tournament, you take some shots on him. But I mean, Keith nailed it. This is this is one of the best offenses in baseball. This offense is no joke. They're not a push around. They're the numbers, the advanced numbers have them as one of, if not the best offense in baseball. Um, yeah, I mean, you're playing Ryan knowing that. 10 is just as possible as 35 plus. Yeah. Um 10's actually probably more possible. So um large field tournament tournament risk sure. Bryce Elder's 9200. Fantastic matchup. Minnesota's a really high strikeout team, um especially against right-handed pitching. Obviously we just watched Strider strike out 10. Shouldn't shock anybody. He's one of the best if not the best strikeout pitcher in baseball. Elder's not a huge strikeout guy around 21% this season. Um down a little bit here recently. Or do you have interest in Elder going up against this offense? I think he's a safe option, and I do think that the Minnesota matchup helps the upside a little bit. I still would much rather play Darvish over him. Um, we'll get to Kopech later on. I think I'm I'm on Kopech over him. I like it's a good matchup. That's the only reason I'm even considering it is because it's literally the best strikeout matchup in baseball. Minnesota does have some power they can beat you with but they are not afraid to strike out. Um, and a guy who struggles with his strikeout rate as far as ceiling and DFS goes definitely gets a bump for me when they, they have a great matchup like this. 
if he were 8,200, I, I would have a ton of interest. Um, 9,200, even, even if there's a little more strikeout upside here, I still don't know if he can pay that price tag off. Here's the kind of contest you're playing, right? If you're playing like a single entry or three entry max, maybe Elder is more playable in those type of contests. But if you're playing a large field tournament, I don't know if he necessarily has the ceiling to get there for you. Um, I mean, if there was ever a matchup to get a ceiling spot, this is definitely one of those offenses. Um, they still have a massively high, I think it's the highest strikeout rate in baseball. As of yesterday, season. it was. Yeah. Yeah, and so striking out ten times against Strider certainly isn't going to help that. Strike it's not going to help the cause of that. <laughs> um, anyway, man, my boy Detmers, dude, he just he got first and second on and just struck out three straight. That was a really nice bounce back spot. Um, nice, whew, made me nervous. Yes, I'm <laughs> watching that game. Um, yes, it doesn't shock anybody. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think it's the type of contest you're playing. I think Elder. If there was ever a ceiling spot, this would be it um like you said i think he's kind of safer i don't have any interest in the minnesota bats i mean the one thing I, i'll continue to say is um julian is hitting lead off at 3100 he has the platoon but honestly like elders very very like platoon neutral type of pitcher um he he doesn't really struggle he has pitches that he can use against like both handiness um he's a sinker baller with a heavy slider mix like that works against lefties and righties. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of power in, in on the Minnesota side, so I don't mind chasing home runs. Gallo would be my favorite. He got off – he was like 0 for 23 or something coming into Monday night and finally homered Monday night. So if he's back on track, I think Gallo at 3,500, just looking for a cheap home run, would be my favorite. Kirilov at 2,900. Um, but, yeah, not a stack for me. Um Elder's been really good this season and like he's just limiting damage. Um, it's hard, hard to square him up. Sinker, man, sinker, sinker, sinkers. Um, I mean, just giving it a quick look, this team struggles against sinkers. Maybe I have more interest in elder than I, I should have more interest in elder than I do, but, um, Atlanta bats stack or fade for me i am there's no in between i'm not one off chasing at these prices like if i have two cheap pitchers that i i like enough to make it an expensive atlanta stack against joe ryan i'll be all all for it i mean it's it's the summer and atlanta is hot Atlanta man um ball's gonna be jumping out of the ballpark there when it when you're hitting it hard but i don't have interest in like one-offs here um against ryan yeah, I will say I absolutely love this spot for Matt Olson, but 6,100 is tough to pay for a one-off. How hot is um, Atlanta? Just look at the price. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, like, Ryan's an awesome pitcher. I'm a huge fan of his, but Olsen is the type of guy that, that can beat him. Um, Rosario is a cheaper option, but he even he's up to 4K now. Um, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. you. Either you just go all out and stack it and hope that they – get Ryan out of there super early and into the front of that bullpen. Um, or there's no, really nothing here. All right. Houston at St. Louis eight total in this game. The Astros are 120 favorite Montgomery going up against Valdez. Um, Valdez is 10 one price tag seems pretty fair from him. When we're looking at like the pricing overall um, tougher matchup, St. Louis is a team that when they're, when they're hitting, they're very good. Um, they, they should be very good against left-handed pitching, but what are we doing with Valdez in this spot? Yeah, I think the the slight discount down from Gaussman and Otani is 
puts him in play. I don't love the the matchup for him. Um, St. Louis sets up really well against lefties. It's just Valdez can like he's a guy that can get around any any lineup because of his ground ball ability. It's not a not a great strikeout spot either. His strikeouts are up slightly this year. We just saw, saw him strike out nine Mets, which is not a great strikeout matchup either. Um, so he does have the upside in there. It's going to depend on ownership. If if he's low owned, I'll want to make sure I'm over the field on him. If if he's going to be fifteen to twenty percent, I'm I'm fine fading him too. Yeah, again, I, I don't think I'm like uberly concerned about ownership on the on this biggest slate. I think he's super playable today. Um, I, I yep. think overall he's just, I think he's he's kind of priced fair. Montgomery on the other side of this game, finally starting to put it together. Um, has had some decent matchups here recently too, which hasn't hurt. Um, he's seventy two hundred. Any interest in Montgomery here? Still no Yordan. That that certainly helps his case. He's cheap. Altuve uh, banged up too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think I do have some interest here. They're like this He's is going to face could be, eight righties though. That's I mean that's the downside, right? That is the downside. But I mean, who are we afraid of here? Jose Abreu, Chaz McCormick. Listen, Cody I just Goltz, said he was like... going to face righties. <laughs> I didn't say I was afraid of any of the righties. <laughs> Like this could be a real bad Houston lineup, uh, especially if Altuve sits. Also, um, I, I think if Altuve is out of the lineup, I, I might have some Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, lineup definitely always comes into factor. Um, he is definitely worse against right-handed hitters than he is against left-handed hitters, but his strikeout rate goes up against righties. Um, yeah, I mean, I think again, like large field tournaments, Jordan Montgomery is a talented pitcher. This is not a, I mean, Bregman, um, Bregman's the the answer to your question. Who should we be afraid of Bregman? Um, maybe not this year yeah. though. <laughs> right. All right. Um, Houston bats, anything jumping off to the page here? I mean, this is, this is why Montgomery might be playable. Exactly. I mean, they are cheap, so I don't mind, uh, like some of those names I rattled off Abreu Diaz, if he's catching McCormick Myers jolts, those cheap outfielders and catcher, you can make a, a secondary stack. Um, I think Montgomery's the more talented side of this matchup, um, but it's, Houston is a cheap secondary I can get on board with. Yeah, I mean, if they play Diaz, I mean, they don't play him every day, but if they play him in this spot, I would definitely have some interest in him here. Um, St. Louis, I mean, I don't want to play bats against Valdez. Like, I, I know Goldschmidt and Arnado, they've been great against left-handed pitching throughout their career. He's just on another level about generating ground balls and not getting blown up. Yeah, completely agree. One one of the worst pitchers to stack against in, in all of baseball. So don't think I'll be paying these prices for St. Louis. Isn't allowed a home run in six games. Detroit at Texas. No total in this game. Um, we know Perez is pitching. We sounds like Matt Manning is going to get activated um, off the IL and pitch in this one. Um, he did do a couple, I think he did three or two or three rehab starts in triple a, um, and they were not good. Um, so it's not like, like he's five or six here. walks in his last one. Yeah. We're not playing Matt Manning against Texas anyway. Nope. Uh, do you have any interest in Perez against Detroit? When I first opened the slate, I had to do a double take on this price on Martin Perez, 5,700 on, on DK. <laughs> And then I went and looked at the numbers, and I understand why he's 5,700. 
Um, strikeout rate has just evaporated. Uh, he was like a, a league average strikeout pitcher last year. He's all the way down to 15% this year. There's just, there's no upside here. And it's a pretty decent matchup against Detroit, but I need to see it from Perez for probably a couple, three starts in a row before I consider him. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever play Martin Perez again. Um, <laughs> maybe if he pitches against Milwaukee. Um, who else is really bad against lefties? Uh, Colorado. Maybe if he pitches yeah. against Colorado. Um, anyway, all joking aside, I don't have any interest in Perez. As far as the Detroit bats, I mean, I could see myself going back to Detroit. I, I talked about this in extra survey. I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. There was a lot of cheaper bats here. And honestly, like Jake Rogers has some power. Zach Short has a little bit of power. Albanez has some power. Torkelson has some power. Like they're just cheap. And when I used them, it was like a one-off two or three man and it was just to make pitching work on some of the stacks that I really liked. It worked out on Monday, not to say it'll work out again, but I mean, they're cheap. They're really cheap. Perez, like you talked about, has not been great. Um, I could see myself going back to the well in some of these Detroit bats. Yeah, I'm completely with you there. Just like the uh, like we talked about with Houston, like cheap value pieces that help you pay up for a stack and then get some really solid pitching in there as well. Um like it's it's going to be easy to to pay up for your full five man stack when you have a secondary like Detroit who's all in the low three Ks. Uh, Torkelson's the guy that jumps off the page for me at, at thirty two hundred. Don't mind Baez at thirty six hundred. Um, Rogers hit a home run Monday night at cheap catcher. Uh, an amazing call on Abanias by you on Monday night. Got that home run. He's still twenty two hundred. Uh, but yeah, I, like this for sure is a, is a three man. I can. I will definitely be utilizing. Yeah, him and I mean Jake Rogers. He has a 500 ISO against left-handed pitching and 40 plate appearances. And honestly, that's before before we even incorporate Monday's stats into everything. And I mean, he had a home run, so his ISO is not going down. So yeah, he's cheap catcher alert. Um, even if even if Rogers doesn't catch and Haas catches both of these guys, um, I would much prefer Rogers. He has more power. Um, both of these guys are in play at catcher here. Um, Texas. I mean, this seems like one of the best stacks on the slate. Like Matt Manning is someone I want to pick on. He has been awful in his rehab starts. Um, I mean, yeah, I want to stack against this this um, Matt Manning and Detroit team. Yeah, I completely agree. But Texas has like we're pretty deep into the season here. I don't think Texas is going anywhere. Their their offense is legit. Um, Simeon homered Monday night. I didn't see what else they did, but they, they were putting putting up some runs. Seager's expensive, but he's been absolutely They're losing ridiculous. seven to two to Detroit. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> scratch that. Uh, no, no, they're still they're still amazing. Uh, and like you said, one of the best stacks on the slate. Manning has not been able to figure out the majors. He's dealt with injuries. Um, and after those top two guys, Seager and Simeon, Garcia's fifty three hundred. Everybody else forty five hundred and below. Uh, Nate Lowe at 4,200. Love that price. Jung has been amazing this year, 4,500. Leody Tavares is a guy I always like to use um, the bottom of the order and wrap that around to the Seager Simeon. Helps you fit it in. He's 3K. Duran has been really good. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I love Texas in this spot. I was just checking in on that game. That's the only reason I, I was messing with you a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, Texas is one of my favorite favorite stacks on the slate. Uh, love this love this spot for Texas today. 
All right, let's head to Chicago. We have Philadelphia at Chicago. No total in this game. Night before at Wrigley, hardly ever get totals. Uh, doesn't look like the wind is going to be a huge factor, but we'll like, we'll leave that to Kevin Roth. Um, Rangers, Suarez, Jamison Tyon. Any interest in Suarez going up against the Cubs here at 7K? So it will depend on the wind and what the weather is doing. But I think I Suarez... I eight mile an hour blowing dead center in. Like blowing in from center field, that's that's lovely. I think uh, Ranger Suarez is very playable in this spot. The um, the Cubs are just coming back from London, which is obviously just a brutal travel schedule. Um, they do set up better against left handed pitchers, but uh, Suarez has been been pretty solid this season. His strikeout rates at twenty three percent. He's getting a longer leash now. Uh, we've seen him up over a hundred pitches multiple times. Um, like he's been at 99 or more in his last five. I didn't even realize it was that good, but dude has a really long leash. The Cubs strike out a lot. And if he's got wind blowing in, that's, that's helping reduce the power risk. Suarez at 7,000 in play for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll have to see what the wind looks like, but he's been pitching fantastic. Like he looks like prime Ranger Suarez throws it from last year to the year before. Um, so no issues with him in this spot whatsoever, especially if we get a little wind blowing in. That never that never stinks. You know who hasn't been good this year? Jamison Tyon. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, <Yes. laughs> uh, yeah, I got nothing here. Um, this guy has been struggling. Can he go out and put together a good start? Yeah, he can. Has he been able to do that this season and once or twice? Um, I'll play the odds. Yeah, no, no tie-on for me. All right, Philadelphia Bats. Um, I mean, they're expensive. If the wind's going to be blowing in a little bit, I don't think that really defers me too much off of like Harper, Turner, Schwarber. It's just where do they where do they rank among like the expensive stacks is the problem for me. So Harper and Schwarber are two of my favorite hitters on on the slate. Unless the wind is blowing from right a little bit, um, or we get heavier winds than single digits. Uh, but I, I still think Tyon's going to have no problem giving, giving up a bomb to either of those guys. I just, I don't know if I want to stack, um, like to use Harper and Schwarber together as a mini stack is really expensive. Um, I'll probably do it a little bit. Maybe I throw in a stat or a, a marsh to make that a, a three man. Um, but probably not a full stack just be, especially if the wind is a little heavier. Um, but I, I do have some interest in trying to find a, a home run or two against Tyon. Harper and Schwarber would be my two favorites too. Um, and then, like you mentioned, if I want to make it a little a little three man, maybe Stout or Marsh. I, I mean, that's my exact thoughts. Um, Cubs bats. Again, man, I just I don't see myself playing a lot of Cubs bats today. No, I don't either. They're they're expensive. Um, Talkman's still cheap, but he's lefty lefty. Even though he's been okay against lefties, like. There's, a, there's not even enough here um, to, to want to make a three-man. Uh, Morell's over – is at 5K. Corner's up at 5,400. Like, they're just – they're overpriced for this matchup. Philadelphia – nope, just kidding. We just did that one. Cleveland at Kansas City. We got nine-and-a-half total in this one. The Guardians, a 140 favorite. Williams and Singer facing off against each other. Any, any interest in our boy Gavin Williams here? Oh, did Keith Keith froze on me? 
All right. Gavin Williams, 5,900, made his debut last time out. Um, Through five and two-thirds, had, I mean, was it a bad first inning, I think, or something? It was something like that. It wasn't a, wasn't it necessarily the worst start. It was a, a matchup against Oakland. He is a big-time prospect. Um, but, I, I mean, I think on this slate, we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. I don't have a ton of interest in Gavin Williams. If Keith comes back, um, we'll ask him what he thinks here. Singer on the other side of this game, 5,200. Cleveland is a very low strikeout team. They don't have a ton of power, um, which is always something that I like to target. I don't think I'll need Brady Singer today. If you're going to punt somebody, maybe take a shot on him here at 5,200. Uh, it was, it was, what is that? Like every time he freezes, um, he gets like that classic Keith face. Uh, I agree, <laughs> but yeah, Brady Singer, uh, he's sitting at a 19.3% strikeout rate on the season, eight and a half percent swing strike rate. He could go out and have a quality start here, but I just, I don't, I don't love it. As far as the Cleveland bats go, um, definitely like Jose Ramirez in this spot. Um, he's definitely someone I think you can take some shots on here. Outside of that, I mean, if you want to make it a little mini stack, Naylor, I think, is in play. I think Bell is a little pricey, and you're not playing Bell and Naylor together on DraftKings. So, um, really, I mean, maybe a Bo Taylor at 2600 at catcher. Um yeah, that's really it. That's really it for me. I mean, three-man stack does not sink. I know. What the heck? He needs better Wi-Fi. Get on it, Keith. Kansas City bats against Williams. It's just, it's a young pitcher. Um, I mean, he'll be a second start. I don't mind like a Witt Jr. here. Um, Prado at first base is cheap. I would definitely be using Kansas City as a secondary type of stack here more than anything else. Um, Three-man stack with like a Wit Prado type of thing and Melendez maybe. he's Melendez is cheap. He hasn't been hitting for a ton of power. Um, he's been struggling at the plate a little bit, but he's cheap at 2,900. So don't mind um, taking some shots on him. All right, moving on. We got Coors Field. It's Dodgers. It's Rockies. It's Kershaw and Seabold facing off against each other. This game is currently sitting at a 12 total. The Dodgers are a 320 favorite. Um, Clayton Kershaw is super interesting to me in this spot. The Rockies are one of, if they're the worst team in baseball in a lot of stats against left handed pitching, even in course field this year so i think clayton kershaw 9700 i think he's interesting for large field tournaments um i hate the ballpark i think everyone will hate the ballpark but how do you not have interest in kershaw under 10k against the worst team in baseball against left-handed pitching so um interested in him keith yeah um i think you you have to have a slight interest just because of, of the matchup like you said the the ballpark is is not ideal, obviously, but Kershaw is one of the best pitchers in baseball still. Colorado's been terrible against left-handed pitching. We're getting a slight discount here, down to ninety seven hundred. Large field tournaments, obviously, more risk than than typical, just because of Coors. Um, but yeah, I, 
I think for for tournaments he's in play. Um, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's in play. I uh, just he's the best pitcher. He's gonna get run support. He's under ten k. I I again I hate the ballpark, but love the matchup. We're not playing Connor Siebold. He's awful. Nope. Um, the Dodgers are the top stack in the slate by far. It's whether or not you can make them work. Um, yeah. And the, I read a report that like Max Muncie is getting activated today too. So we're getting Max Muncie back in this lineup, like load up on the Dodgers. Altman is cheap. Peralta is cheap. If he's in there, um, Hayward 3,100 in cores. I mean, sign me up for the Dodgers today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're going to be the chalk of a slate, even on a 15-game slate, I still think they're going to be pretty heavily owned. Um, because there's so many games, it's not going to be like outrageous or anything, which it, it does help. Um, but just the way some of these value bats set up with Freeman and Betts being – and Will Smith just being incredible. Muncie coming back is huge, uh, 5,200, so not really getting much of a discount on him. Um, but then you can make the – like you pick two or three of those guys and, and pair them with the Haywards, the Peraltas – Outman, uh, Vargas, if he's in there, like Michael Bush probably gets ends up getting sent back down because if Muncie gets activated. Um, but if Muncie weren't to make it back and Bush is in there, 3,300 would be another value piece. But yeah, Dodgers pretty easily top stack on the slate. I don't like the Rockies at all. If they're going to be low owned, maybe, but I mean, it's hard for me with when you look at this lineup when it comes out and you're like, Oh, <laughs> and you look at Kershaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, you get a bump because you're in cores, but you don't get a bump when you're awful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's no reason. Run. Even even in cores, I don't think there's any re- reason to try to pick on Kershaw. Nope. All right, we got White Sox and Angels eight total in this game. Uh, Angels a 200 favorite. Kopech and Otani facing off against each other. Michael Kopech, he can go out and he can have a game or two. Um, Dylan Sees is cruising right now. He has nine strikeouts and five and two thirds. Any interest in Kopech at 8,800? I do, yeah. Um, I think the strikeout upside for the price is what we're looking for in tournaments. Another frustrating pitcher to roster. He's very much in that Blake Snell. Even Dylan Sees has been like that a little bit this season where they can give up a lot of hard contact. They can walk too many guys, but they also have elite strikeout ability. Uh, Kopech went through a, a long stretch there where he was not showing it, and then he turned it on for a couple games in a row where it seemed like he was striking out nine or ten every single game. He's come back down a little bit from that stretch, but I'm I'm still in uh, for this matchup against the Angels. They obviously have some power with Trout and Otani on the other side, but they still try to strike out plenty, so... 8,800, I think this is a guy that, who can put up nine nine or ten strikeouts in this spot. I'm in for tournaments for sure. Large field tournament play for sure. Um, I mean, definitely a guy you could stack against. Uh, the only problem is Otani's pitching on the other side. You can't play him as a hitter. Let's talk about Otani's 11-3. I already kind of said it. Um, love the spot for him. I think that floor-ceiling combo, he has the highest today. Um, the White Sox are just a team that I mean, they strike out a ton, you know, their, their offense on paper should be a lot better than they are. Otani's at a 32 and a half percent K rate on the season. Um, his swinging strike rate is still 13%. It, it backs up his big strikeout rate. Like, I mean, Otani's my favorite pitcher on the slate if I'm spending up. 
Yeah, I mean, when I was debating Gaussman or Otani was definitely the other name in that conversation. They're very clearly the two most talented pitchers on the slate. Um, it's Otani's walk rate for me that that pushes me slightly to Gaussman. Um, the White Sox are getting a little healthier too. Like Robert's been playing a lot better. Um, Eloy Jimenez is back in that lineup. Tim Anderson's still banged up and not hitting for any power. Um, so I certainly understand like it, it's easily Otani and Gaussman at, at the top of the slate. It's a one A one B conversation. I wouldn't. I'm not going to try to sway anybody into what, why one is better than the other. Um, they're both great. Um, bats. Anything on the White Sox here? No, I just. I mean, they're cheap, but I still don't see any reason to try to do it against Otani. Just too much strikeout upside. So I definitely don't want to stack. Um, cheap home runs, maybe Gavin Sheets. Not not real interested. Does anybody, someone in YouTube chat, tell me how many fantasy points Trevor Williams scored on DraftKings tonight, please? Um, I just need to know if I beat Will for Jelly Beans. Uh, <laughs> as far as the Angels bats go, <laughs> um, Mickey Moniak is always someone I like as a one-off play. I think that he's at 4,200. If he's hitting leadoff, I like him as a one-off. Um, I like some other cheap catchers, I think, more. So Dury's been great against right-handed pitching this season. Um, you know, we've talked years about how he's so good against left-handed pitching, but he has a 261 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. Mickey Moniak has a 400 ISO against right-handed pitching this season. So Moniak, Trout, Dury, Moustakis um, is 3K, but you have to play your first base spot on him. It would be one-off power. Um, for me against Kopech, I'm just, I'll, I'll be chasing some home runs against Kopech. Cause I mean, that's what happens, right? The guy will walk a couple guys and give up one big home run. And I want to, I want to try to chase that one big home run. Yeah. I, I, that's the angle I'll play as well. Love the Moniac call. Um, Renfro, another guy with big time power. I'd be better against lefties, but I don't mind chasing it against Kopech. Um, Moustakis is really interesting if he's in there. Uh, agree that I don't love playing using a first base spot up on him. Um, yeah, it, it's home run hunting for sure. All right, I got to text Will and make fun of him. He gave me a line of 15 um, for Williams, and I definitely took the under. Um, he he scored five. What's up, <laughs> Chief? All right. Um, hey, we're rolling along here. And like what, man, a, a name like Mickey Moniak. Really yeah. quick before we move on to this New York-Oakland game, did you have any quick thoughts on that Cleveland, Kansas city pitching or hitting just on the pitcher, Gavin Williams, he's going to be my highest on pitcher on the slate is what I was about to say. Um, just a huge prospect, massive strikeout stuff in the minors and an amazing matchup here against Kansas city who strikes out a ton 5,900. I, I know he wasn't great in his debut. Um, could have been jitters. Bad. Yeah. I mean, not, not terrible, it was a good, great matchup against Oakland, but I, I, I'll give anyone a pass on their major league debut. This is a super talented prospect. I'm, I'm going to be playing a ton of Gavin Williams. Yeah, I mean, big prospect. You're, you're interested in, in him more than I am. Um, I, I mean, I really wanted to see a big, like, big swinging strike rate and maybe just a low K rate for a first start. Um, he didn't miss a lot of bats and got a little lucky in that start too. So, I'm a little bit more on the fence but i said like I, like i said when we were talking about that game and you were lagged out because your internet is um <laughs> from the 1950s but 
what I was saying about, I mean, either one of those pitchers in that game, Williams or Singer, if you're going to punt, I think either one of those guys are in play. Yeah, Singer's more talented than his price, too. I just, I think we kind of know what he is. It's like Cleveland doesn't strike out is, is part of the problem, where Kansas City is one of the, the highest strikeout teams in baseball. So I'll chase a little bit of the unknown with Williams. Um, that, that's that's the guy in my, I had in mind when I was talking about cheap pitchers on the slate. There you go. All right, New York at Oakland. Blackburn and Brito, eight total. Yankees are 140 favorite. Any interest here in Johnny Brito at 6,400? I mean, it's a right-handed pitcher against Oakland. He's 6,400. I don't think so because of the guy we I just got done talking about, Gavin Williams. I, I think Williams has far more upside. Um, I don't think you're crazy if you want to play some Brito here, though. I think the days of just saying, hey, face an Oakland, let's stack again or pitch a pitcher against them might be a little bit past us, but they still strike out a ton. Their strikeout rate has come down. Their their uh, WRC plus has gone up. Tail two to seasons, like, right? We're coming up on the all-star break um already. It feels like it just season just started, but um we're coming up on the all-star break here. And honestly, like if you look at if you split the first half of the season, you get Oakland's the worst team in baseball that first half. Second half, they've actually probably been close to average, a little bit worse than average. But it's the days of just saying, hey, you're like, hey, we're facing Oakland tonight and just, you know, pitching against Oakland. I think that's over. Um, I don't think Brito is a great pitcher. I think it's a 15-game slate, and I don't want to play him. Paul Blackburn is – Paul Blackburn's not a bad pitcher by any means, but – um, it's a tough matchup against the Yankees. It's a 15-game slate. I don't want to play Paul Blackburn today. Paul Blackburn has surprisingly been striking quite a few guys out. Um, and this is yeah. a decent strikeout matchup in a ballpark that really limits power from a team that, that relies on it a lot. Like, like the Yankees are going to score their runs by hitting home runs, and Oakland is one of the toughest spots to do that in. On a different slate, I would have a ton of interest in Blackburn in this matchup. I don't think I need it on this slate, um, but the strikeout rate is has taken a significant jump from last season. Um, I was trying to – I think it's like 25.5% or something like that. I have it here. Yeah, 25.6% on the season, 6% walk rate. So he's been really good. Um, different slate, I think I would have interest, but probably not on this one. So, I mean, just kind of looking really quick, he's definitely throwing his sinker less, and that was a pitch that he – kind of pitch to contact with. Um, so last season, he threw that pitch 35% of the time. He's at 20% on the sinker this year. Um, and he's thrown his fastball 20%, which he was only throwing about 11% last year. But his stri- his fastball goes from a 12% sinker whiff rate to a 21% whiff rate. His slider is the pitch that he generates his strikeouts with. That's his strikeout pitch, um, 38% whiff rate. Really close to last year. He just didn't throw it as much last year. So... I think we really kind of saw him, you know, looking at the numbers here, really kind of saw him develop maybe this slider a little bit this offseason. Um, and he's using it a lot more and it's way more efficient than it was last year. So 36% put away percentage with that slider this year. And he's using number. it, using it almost 20% of the time compared to last season when he only threw it 5% of the time. So um, that's where the increase is coming from on Blackburn. That's a quick, like, really fast look, but, I mean, I hope that's helpful. I think that's, as a fast look, right where it's coming from. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
you made some good points, right? Yankees outside of Yankee Stadium in Oakland. Um, no judge still, right? Correct. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, we're, it might be season for judge, they said. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, that sucks. Yep. Uh, Yankees bats. Any interest in the Yankees bats here? I mean, there's still a bad bullpen behind Blackburn. Blackburn's a guy that can get touched for a home run or two every now and again. Um, the ballpark, I don't love the stack. I don't love chasing home runs in this park either. Maybe a secondary stack. Rizzo is really cheap. Um, 3700 for Rizzo. Stanton's been brutal. Like, I just, I don't know. That's part of the reason I'm on the fence, borderline considering Blackburn, is because this Yankees offense has struggled with, with no judge. Um, I think that there's a cheap three man in here somewhere, though. Rizzo, Bowers, McKinney is probably where I would go with, th- I mean, three really cheap bats there with upside. Dude, McKinney's been crushing. Um, yeah. We saw this before. Like, so it was with Toronto, right? He like went on this streak of like a month of just crushing the baseball and then just stopped. So, um, yeah. I don't mind the McKinney call. Oakland. Hey Keith, who do I like for Oakland? Uh, put you to the test. Uh, Brett Rooker. No. Oh, Asturi Ruiz. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, he's finally okay. Finally pricing him up. Um, they it only took them thirty nine stolen bases to finally price him up, but. He's priced up enough now where it's a little bit more of a decision, but he would definitely be my favorite bat here. Um, Nada Brown, I think, are both really cheap. If you want to use this team just like Detroit and use them as like a cheap like one-off two, two-man or like a three-man stack type of stuff, I don't hate it. Again, um, I think like the top half of this lineup is actually pretty decent. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think it's a perfect uh, comparison to the Detroit mini stack. Um, Houston, we t- another cheap team that we talked about using. Uh, Oakland's going to be in that mix for me. There's some power here. There's some speed with Ruiz, um, and they're all around 3K. So I'm I'm completely on board. Brito is not a guy who's going to strike anybody out. Strikeout rates under 16 or right around 16 and a half percent on the season. Um, yeah, Oakland in play for sure. Cheap secondary though. The the total upside is limited enough where I'm, I want to cap it at three of them. All right, got my tweet out to to Chief to mess with him. Um, feel <laughs> feel good about that. All right, we got two games left: Washington at Seattle, Irvin and Woo Woe facing off against each other. He should be Woo. Um, eight and a half total. Mariners at two thirty five favorites. Any interest here in Jake Irvin? No interest in Irvin. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any interest in Irvin either. Um, Brian, whoa, woo, whoa, woo. Um, I mean, I guess it's woo. I just, man, I, I just woo. think of like re- like wrestling, and it's like, do I really want to be like Ric Flair? Um, <laughs> I like it. I hate the matchup, but I, I like it, man. It's just not a huge strikeout spot, but he's sixty nine hundred. We're not talking about a ten k guy like Luis Castillo yesterday facing this team where like if he didn't go out and dominate the game, he wasn't going to pay off the price. Like this dude's. 6,900 and he's in a great matchup. Yeah. You just, you made a fantastic point right there. Uh, Brian Wu is 6,900. Luis Castillo was 11 K like you needed Castillo to rack up those strikeouts. Um, I also think that Wu has like, he's not as good of a pitcher by Castillo. I'm not trying to say that, but as far as like stuff goes, his fastball is really, really good. Um, Gets a lot of swings and misses with it. 
I think he can easily rack up six or seven strikeouts in this spot, even in a low strikeout matchup. 6,900 is, is too cheap for this guy's talent. Um, there's not r- any real risk of getting blown up either uh, against Washington, who just doesn't have any power. He's going deeper into games, over 90 pitches in each of his last two. Um, I'm, I'm very much on board the Wu train. I mean, looking at his advanced stats, like he obviously he's a, a pretty decent prospect. And I, I mean, I thought he got called up way too fast. Um, this was a guy that was expected not even next year. Maybe he's just the real deal. Um, he's had tough matchups. He's faced the Yankees. He faced the Angels. He's faced the Rangers. White Sox don't want to necessarily call that a tough matchup. But you look at his advanced stats, like almost a 15% swing and strike rate, 34% Ks. His XFIP and Sierra are under three. His whip is like 1.2. Like, I love it. Um, I think he's too cheap. Yep. 20 plus at this price is fantastic on this slate. Uh, Washington bats. I, I don't, I mean, outside of like facing bad lefties, I don't think I've played Washington bats this season. Yeah, I agree. Definitely pers- pers- prefer them against uh, lefties and I, I'm not chasing them. I think Wu is, is really talented and only getting better. Dude, Detmers, man, just gosh, like have people believed yet? Like I, I hope people have believed <laughs> um, 10 strikeout game for Detmers. Like he's awesome, man. Dude, um, he is he's got it figured out right now. Seattle bats against Irvin. Um, I mean, same stance I had yesterday. I think they're a sneaky stack. I think they're a team that when we're looking at overall price stacks on the slate, they're a little underpriced. Hate the ballpark, but love the matchup. Yeah, I I would love the matchup as well. Jake Irvin is has been fortunate enough to get the like poor results that that he's gotten. Tons of power on the Seattle team. Um too many strikeouts in the lineup, but that's why we target them when they're facing a low strikeout pitcher like Irvin. Um, he's only at 17.4% strikeouts on the season. Lots of power here. Um, I'm I'm definitely on board with this deck. Um, I don't think they should have let C's come back out this inning, but I'm not the coach. Um, I kind of need C's. Uh, I guess, okay, so this is the perfect scenario, right? I need them, I need C's to like, strike out Moustakas and then give up a run because it's an error that he got on base. And then I need the win for Detmers because of my hot take <laughs> on expert survey was Detmers would score the most fantasy points. So like I need him to win at past Strider. <laughs> um, I believe minus uh, would score the most fantasy points. So I need him to strike oh, up hey, the side. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I have a team climbing up um climbing up leaderboards that has season Detmers with Cincinnati and Seattle. So um it's at 130 with those two guys and, and a full full batters all going still. So um that wouldn't hurt my feelings if he strikes out the side. All right. Final game of the night. We're here. We've gotten here. It's been an hour and eight minutes, hour and nine minutes, but we're here. Rays and Diamondbacks, no total, uh, because that's what we like, right? Taj Bradley going up against Zach Gallen, um, two really outstanding young pitchers. Um, Taj Bradley is someone that, when he's been on slates, I've played him a lot. Um, any interest here in Bradley going up against Arizona? It's the matchup here, um, similar to Boston. Arizona is a team that I just don't like to use pitchers um, in in that in this matchup for DFS. Arizona has one of the lowest strikeout rates. Still, I think it's still the lowest 
Washington might have passed them back again, but Arizona's right there, bottom two, bottom three in, in strikeout rate. They just don't don't swing and miss very much. Um, so that I mean, Bradley has the stuff to be able to strike out anybody, but on a on a 15 game slate, I don't know that I can play pay full price for him. Um, I probably leave him on the shelf today. I think okay, I'm just gonna summarize this game, right? I think both of these guys are fantastic tournament plays, large field tournament plays. They have two of the toughest matchups in baseball. Um, I, I mean, when we're looking at right-handed like stats for the season, Tampa Bay is first in almost everything. Arizona is top five in a lot of stuff, and they have the lowest or second lowest strikeout rate in baseball against right-handed pitching. So both of these pitchers are fantastic talent wise both of these offenses are talent are talented and awesome um this is a large field game in general it's a huge ballpark downgrade for bradley um going from tampa to arizona even if the roof is closed which i'm pretty sure we're at the point of the year where the roof is closed every night um it's 108 right now so yeah yeah. (laughs) i um i mean i i could see playing either one of these pitchers. Uh, do you have thoughts on Gallon? The exact same thoughts. Like this, you summed it up perfectly when you said this is a, a GPP game. Pick your favorite angle, whether it's either of the pitchers or either offense, and run with that. It's all going to be super low-owned. More than likely, it's going to be like a 4-2 to game, and neither side is going to get there. Um, but they're all going to be very low-owned, and if one of them does have a ceiling game, you're going to be in good shape. I from where I'm sitting, I don't have a favorite angle on the game. Um, if I was picking one spot, I think it would be Gallon against the Tampa Bay Bats, just chasing some strikeouts. Um, but like whether it's the Tampa stack, the Arizona stack, or it's Gallon or or it's Bradley, just uh, you can certainly pick an a- angle, and you're not crazy to to play any of the four. Um, it's just hard to pick a favorite amongst that. I mean, okay potentially the lowest owned game overall on a 15 game slate. It's one of the last games of the slate. Um, I mean, people are going to want to get their things in. Yeah. I mean, I just, for me, bats in this game are tough too. I mean, it's two really talented pitchers. Both offenses are expensive. Like I don't have a lean on this game, but also like the ownership on this game is like really, really crazy. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. Like, I, I don't think I'm playing bats. I, like, I I respect both of the pitchers. Um, I, and I'm not even sure that I need either of the pitchers either. So, it, they like, but that's the way the whole field is going to going to think as well. So, I don't know. Nothing nothing in the game is crazy, but nothing is that exciting either. Just because you've got all, all four sides are good. Yeah, Tampa, like Tampa, this is the game like Tampa's like two percent on the scores like 15 runs. Yeah, seriously. All right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts. There's options everywhere. Who do you got? Yeah, there's quite a few options down here today, actually. Uh I will go with the young guy, Gavin Williams against Kansas City. Love this matchup for him. Well, if you're gonna go young, I'm gonna go young too. Give me Brian. Woo! There you go. <laughs> All right. Over 8K to score under 15. I took one of my headphones off to make sure I didn't do it too loud. Wake my kids up. Um, <laughs> over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bus today? Oh, man. This is tough to say because I love this guy. Um, but 
it's just too tough of a matchup for Joe Ryan. I'm not paying 10-8 against Atlanta. Um, I am going to go Kopech against the Angels. Over 4K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who is going yard today? There's plenty of plenty of options. Yeah, I'm going Kyle Schwarber going back to Wrigley Field facing Jamison Tyon. Hopefully that wind's not blowing blowing in too much because this is an, an awesome uh, spot for Schwarber. Um, yeah, I like the Schwarber call. Man, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a little off the board. I think this is give me Devers against Alcantara. Um, I think that's enough off the board because of his For price. Sure. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Um, let's see. Give me Jordan Westberg. Hopefully he's not too popular. I don't think he will be as popular as he was Monday night, but just way underpriced for his for his talent level. Um, I'm I think Abbott's decent. I'm just not buying that that he's gonna maintain. I mean, he's not gonna maintain an ERA under two. Let's just say that. Um, give me to Oscar Hernandez in that Seattle game. Um, where he has been excelling this season has been against right-handed pitching. Um, so give me Give me T. Oscar in this matchup against Jake Hernandez. Jake Hernandez, not a huge strikeout guy. I like um, T. Oscar here today. By far, really quick, like by far my favorite value hitter on this slate is Altman. Um, we just take cores out of this game. So okay. Altman, Hayward, Peralta, yeah. Uh, stack to score, six or more runs. Who do you got today? Give me the Texas Rangers against Matt Manning and the Detroit Tigers. Love it. My favorite stack by far on the slate is Texas. I like the whole game. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to say Detroit scores six runs, but I, I like the whole game going way back to early, early podcasts, um, you know, hours and hours and hours ago. <laughs> uh, give me, <laughs> I know it hasn't been a lot. I'm just kidding. Um, give me, <laughs> Give me Toronto um, against that bullpen type of game from the Giants today. Stack, or oh, we did stacks. We did everything. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I don't have anything else. It's going to be a wild one. Lots of decisions to make. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, man, always crazy. Um, always crazy. So hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.